uh, you know, blessed to be with you all this weekend on a year that is appearing to be coming to an end, uh, 2020, what a year it has indeed been. And so with that being said, we want to welcome all of you wonderful folks to the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. Uh, again, the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, uh, where you get a commercial-free, uh, commercial-free two-hour conversation on the latest and greatest sports topics. Uh, we can be found on Facebook via the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast page, on Spotify as the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, YouTube as the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, and your search Apple Podcasts, again, your search is the Early Morning Sports Talk Podcast, as well as on our own Facebook pages via Brandon Pricing, Jamar Goodman, amongst other streaming platforms. Uh, today is December 12, 2020, and we have seen an interesting week uh, in the world of sports where we uh, are going to leave for debate uh, whether y'all disagree with the extinction of Pandemic P back to the Clippers. Uh, that's Jamar's nickname for him, by the way, world. Um, the Steelers, for the first time, going down in defeat to a hot Washington football team. Uh, Jamar, you pointed out this football team, and this football team uh, appears to be a pretty good football team that was just young. And it's kind of like, you know, you got to start kind of begin putting respect on this man, Alex Smith, name, because he's a winner. He's indeed a winner. Um, after Thursday's night, uh, defeat to the Rams, in which the Rams monkey stump uh, the New England Patriots, you got a lot of questions now coming out of New England, uh, which pretty much revolve around Cam Newton, of course. And then lastly, uh, y'all's Chicago Bears. Once again, I say y'all's Chicago Bears uh, for losing in an epic collapse to the Detroit Lions. Uh, Jamar, I couldn't believe what I was watching last week. It, it was just unbelievable. But then again, I'm like, this is the Bears. Should this really be unbelievable? Um Upon this, however, we have a lot to cover today. I'm um, covering an eventful week of sports as we get our weekend started here with the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. And so with that being said, introducing my brother from another mother, uh, the guru uh, for the 18th week in a row, Mr. Jamar Goodman. Jamar, what's good with you, my brother? How are you? Man, what's going on, man? Like I said, you're going to get enough of saying y'all Chicago Bears, but we'll get into that later. I mean, this, this, this is y'all Chicago Bears. I'm, I'm, I'm done with them. I'm, I'm going on strike, and we'll talk about this shortly. Um, with that being said, let's get into it. Uh, let's cover, however, the NBA first. Uh, let's start with the extinction of Pandemic P. Mr. Paul George, drafted by the Indiana Pacers, had his best days with the Indiana Pacers. But with this extinction, somebody out there believes that his best days are ahead of him. Five years, $190 million extinction for this guy, Paul George. I asked you, Jamar, and I asked the world, did he deserve this extinction of this extent? And what, like, what is possibly the Clip organization um, seeing in order to, like, have making this move happen? Like, what did, what did, what did Steve Ballmer see? Or, you know, what did everyone see in this organization and say, hey, let's get this guy five years, $190 million? Man. So the day that they traded their future for this man, they, they, they basically didn't have a choice but to extend this man. Now, would I extend him to 190 million max contract? Heck no. Not, not even close. Not doing it. Can't even do it. Not happening. But, um, 
you know, when you, when you mortgage your future, you don't have a first round pick until what, 2026? That, that seems so far from now. It's like, it's like you kind of handcuffed to the man. So, so from, from that standpoint, I get it. But the way Pandemic P was performing, there, there, there's no way. There's no way I would give him a full 190, maybe a hundred million dollar extension. And I feel like I'm being generous there, but not a full max 190. I, I, I can't do it. I mean, the last time we saw this man, he out here, you know, hitting the side of the backboard in the fourth quarter and shooting going four, 16 in a game, seven, only 10 points. Got Kawhi Leonard looking at, looking at him on the bench like he ready to just jump on this man in the locker room after game seven. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, it's like I get it, but I don't. And I don't know if you heard the, the uh, I, don't, I guess, quote unquote press conference. Dominique like, McKinney, Dominique McKinney, what's up, Dominique? Good morning. He say PG is trash. I mean, I guess y'all would know. Y'all watched him for a number of years in Indiana. So, um, yeah. I mean, he ain't been the same since going against LeBron and then with that, that, that Pacers team years ago. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, that was, that was his highlight for sure. But yeah, man, he. Like like we talked last week, man. Uh, confidence is just broken. Um, in our little, you know, quick debate, I would absolutely ha- would rather have Bradley Bill over Paul George at this moment overall. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, when 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 you trade away, you know, five first round picks and give into Kawhi Leonard's demands, otherwise Kawhi Leonard will be in the other locker room. I mean, you basically handcuffed, so you got to keep the man. But I wouldn't keep it at 190 million max contract. That's just my opinion. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, that's this five-year, 190 million dollar contract, y'all. In other words, it's stating he getting 38 mil per year. Um, and by the way, Dominique McKinney stated he was trash with the Pacers at best. He a decent number three man on the team. He fold under pressure. Uh, that is a very good point. Um, and so I asked you, Dominique, I asked the world, how the hell he get 38 million? And <laughs> so uh, with, with, with him being a potential number three on the team, this man literally, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, y'all. We know about the new salary cap in the NBA. Um, guys can get paid now. They can, I mean, even guys that are average, right, Jamar, they are getting paid um, off this new salary cap. Um, NBA players are damn near making uh, as much as hockey or sorry, baseball players. And y'all know baseball players get that guap. And so like, um, yeah, I mean, how, how, how does he get this? I, I think he gets this because um, Steve Ballmer. I, 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 I think we kind of know Steve Ballmer is a little energetic on the sideline. Seems like he's a really nerdy guy, really, you know, energetic. Um, he seems to think outside the box. Um, I think the rumblings about him this offseason, Jamar, maybe has motivated Steve Barmer to say, hey, we still believe in him. And we're going to send a clear-cut message to everyone that we believe in him um, and that, you know, we want to build the future uh, with Paul George and at least have somebody here if Kawhi Leonard were to leave. Because um, Kawhi, I don't think he'll stay around, bro, if they're not winning championships. Um, I think he came there specifically for one reason, and that is to put a banner up um, outside of the Lakers. And so um, Steve Barmer said, hey, if the Lakers got the banner this year, which, I mean, of course, they didn't want that. Right. We got to at least make 
I would say the greatest opportunity to defend our chances against the Lakers. And so as a result, let's get Paul George uh, so that we have a fighter's chance against the Lakers, um, especially with Kawhi Leonard. Um, I do think this Clippers team is going to be very good again, everybody. I, I, I would never, ever, ever, Jamar, go disrespect Kawhi Leonard. That would be stupid. And to think that, oh, yeah, they lost last year. They're done. They're not going to, you know, win a championship. They're, their window's closed. No, no, it's not. I, I think as long as you got Kawhi Leonard on your team, you got a very good chance of being a title contender. And then you put Paul George there, who, you know, as we know, is a great defender, very lengthy, long arms. He can score um, in moments. Uh, possibly, you know, this could be a, this, this, this pass off season could be blamed on a pandemic, right? Jamar can be blamed on the bubble. Um, the Clippers, as we know, were playing the best basketball um, going into the playoffs um, prior to the pandemic. And so um, you look at all those things, you say, okay, <clears throat> we could build around this for sure. And so um, I, I'm assuming this is why PG-13, a.k.a. Pandemic P, uh, has received this um, $38 million per year contract over the next five years. So um, we will see how this um, turns out because I would definitely be keeping an eye on this. Um, and so, yeah, you know, any final thoughts, man, on that or, you know? I mean... The way that this offseason went for the Clippers, like, I, I really hope their performance does a 180 from the last time we saw them. Otherwise, they're just going to hold a big L for the next years to come. Right, right. Um, do you think that, you know, the Clippers could be an early exit come this playoffs? I mean, I feel like they have a wide range of outcomes here. So, yeah, they can most definitely be an early exit. Uh, mm -hmm. we, we can definitely see them in the conference finals like we thought we was going to see them this year. Right. I mean, it... it all it, it, Right. It, it, it's a toss-up. It all comes down to Pandemic P, in my eyes. That, that's it. Pretty we, much. We're we going to see in uh, June and July what, what, what he's about, man. Right. And like you say, the Clippers laid everything out for, to get this man. Everything. So they got to at least keep him around. It's like, God damn it, I gave you all this money um, we married pretty much for this time frame. Yeah. I ain't got nobody else to go to. And so uh, I ain't got no draft picks coming up in how many years? <laughs> I, oh. I can't build for no future. So you are the future, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like live up to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I guess they like, hey, you know, we got to do something. here. so I, I, I don't like the move. I don't like the money amount. But then I'm like, I can kind of see the reasoning behind um, the move here from uh, Steve Ballmer, you know. And so, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you know, we will see how that turns out. Uh, very interesting. Um, back to the NBA again, my brother. Um, everyone, feel free to tune into the conversation as well and give your thoughts and opinions. Thank you, Anthony, for coming. <clears throat> Jamar, can you give me your top five? NBA players to watch. Not your top five. Not your top five with KD, LeBron, and Kawhi. Right. All those guys. But your top five NBA players to watch for this season. All right. So, you know, I kind of made my list yesterday, but mm -hmm. uh, 
I'm about to go on the fly here. I'm about to make some changes. All right, so okay. no particular order. All right, so one is Zion Williamson. I am curious to see what we're going to – you know, no mm-hmm. minutes restriction. He's not uh, on my list, but that's a good one. I forgot about him. I'm just ready to see if, if the hype is going to be real. Like, he better be in shape now. I don't want to hear anything about him being winded or, you know – no, no injury. I, I don't want to hear that. I'm I just ready to see him to just, you know, blossom, ready to see him on Christmas Day. Period. Right. All right. Uh, second one, I'm going to, I guess, combine these two because they're they're tied together, which is Russell Westbrook and John Wall. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious to see how they actually, especially more so John Wall, because we haven't seen him in two years. So right. I, I want to know what you made of. I, I kind of saw glimpses of him last night in that preseason game. I won't get into that much. Um, but, but yeah, and I want to see how, you know, Russell Westbrook plays in this new situation. He seemed happy from those, uh, media day pictures. So we, we gonna see if he as happy as he plays. Um, right. <laughs> all right. Next one here is, uh, he real happy on that picture, didn't he? He big did, smile. man. Whoa. I mean, a big smile. Like, baby, I'm in DC, chocolate city. Like, like he just got out uh, out of a toxic relationship. I don't know, man. I'm telling you, boy. Like he was in New York or something. Man, uh, all right. So next one here is a uh, pandemic P, but that's just more so when we get to the playoffs here. So I'm just wait, wait. We just go. All eyes gonna be on him when we get to the playoffs. Uh, yep. So next here is going to be uh, Trey Young. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see what he's gonna do with his new team. I feel like they. I feel like the Eastern Conference is competitive 10 deep, at least, just with competitive yeah. teams 10 deep. So somebody going to get their feelings hurt, and I feel like yep. they can definitely sneak in there. And the then, Bulls, are they going to get their feelings hurt? I don't think they're going to have feelings to get hurt. So, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It is what it is right now. <laughs> They the boys, be, y'all ain't gonna have no feelings to get they, hurt. They ain't gonna have a chance. They they just numb right now. They're numb. Um, and then the last guy oh um, is is Giannis, and that's just because of is he gonna sign his contract extension? If he don't, what Milwaukee gonna do with him? I mean, it's just it, it's definitely gonna be a storyline around this guy for the whole year. So those those are my guys for real, for real. And, and this is this is amazing, man, because your list ain't nobody on your list on my list. Well, Trey Young is like, and I'm gonna start it out with my top five NBA players to watch. Um, and it's so interesting, man, because there's so many storylines exactly. coming into this season. You can't go so wrong. Storylines. Um, number one for me, y'all, is KD. Uh, my number one player to watch this season is KD. I want to see how he comes back off that Achilles injury, um, and which you know um, most players they don't come back the same. This happened to D Rose, as y'all remember, when we got our hearts broke um, back in 2012. Um, number one seed, we was appearing to be on our way to the finals, blowing out the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, and then somehow, someway, that bomb, Andrew Iguodala, and all those guys was given life um, because of uh, you know the injury uh, to D Rose. And which I don't know why to this day, Jamar Tom Thibodeau was playing him that damn late. He shouldn't have been playing in the first place. I know. They blowing him out up 20 points. Just yank him. Come on. Just yank him, bro. Just yank him. But Thibodeau wanted to be the Thibodeau he was, um, you know, being him. And, and so one of his players I want to watch this season as well, by the way. 
and that comes to be uh, R.J. Barrett. I want to, yeah. So you had Zion. Yeah. I want to see what this kid R.J. Barrett do. Let's not forget, he was a top draft pick this year. He was the number two pick right behind his buddy, Zion Williamson. And so a lot of people, I think he was number two or three. Um, with that, however, it's like he don't seem to have a lot of pressure, Jamar, and that's crazy. Like, he was one of the top players in college basketball, top players coming out of high school, and a top draft pick coming into the NBA. And so you expect um, a lot from him. He is in the New York market, as we know, y'all. New York market ain't no joke. Um, I want to see if they actually make um, some type of noise. I want to see how good they are. They have been trying to make some moves to Knicks, but I just want to see what they do. And so, as for me, definitely will be in New York, y'all. It will be in Brooklyn. It will be um, over in Madison Square Garden. So, those two, I, I want to watch and see what they do. Um, and RJ Bear is a, a sleeper, but I want to see if he really make that next leap come this season. Um, especially being that I know a lot of eyes will be on his buddy Zion, uh, but I want to see what he do with the Knicks as well. Um, Luka Doncic, um, I want to see if this, uh, I want to see if this Hooper, if he can make that leap to be a MVP. Could he be that wild card that can take the MVP from a LeBron that can take the MVP? from a KD who we know I'm expecting an average 25 in his sleep. I'm expecting KD, uh, I would say at 80%, he is a, he's damn near better than Paul George, who we just talked about previously, who got five years, 190 million. KD is better than him at 80%, Thanks. okay? And so with KD, I wanna see what he do, but I wanna see what Luca does on guys like KD when he's sticking him um, I want to see if he can, you know, still be that uh, factor to um, drop the numbers he's been dropping um, in his first two years of his NBA career. Can he make that next step to be an MVP? Um, eyes on Trey Young. So I got Trey Young on my list. Um, Trey Young is going to be with a much better, at least on paper thus far, Atlanta Hawks team. And which guys like Deshaun, my brother, Yourself, Jamar, like this team and think that they could uh, fight in the Eastern Conference um, to get into the playoffs. So I want to see what Trey Young do now with this improved roster um, because he will have to share the ball, but he will still have to be that leader and take that last shot and do those different things um, in order to, you know, see if the Hawks can uh, be the team that a lot of people think they could potentially could be. And speaking of potential, um, my last guy, um, but he's reached his potential, but he now has CP3 with him in Phoenix. Mm. Uh, Devin Booker. I want to see what Devin Booker do now because now he has help. And so he don't have to necessarily have a ball in his hand all game uh, to score 40 points and shoot all the shots. He can, he can let that rock go, um, but I want to see if he's still able to keep up those numbers. I want to see how he transitions to the defensive end because – I'm sure Chris Paul is going to work with him more on a defensive end and teach him how to be a better defender. And so um, I, I got eyes on Devin Booker because now he has that help. Now he has a bit more pressure. And um, a lot of people think that this team could be a, a sleeper team that can uh, make some noise in the Western Conference as well. And so those are my top five NBA players to watch for this season. Man, all I right. Was, uh, I almost had Devin Booker on my list initially too. So we was thinking mm -hmm. on the same boat on that one, man. 
Cool, cool, cool. Uh, contenders for the Eastern Conference and Western Conference, bro. I need your top two contenders from the Eastern Conference and Western Conference. So, in other words, if we stand a Western Conference Finals and Eastern Conference Finals, gotcha. like who are your top teams or your top contenders coming into this season? Uh, being that, of course, as the world uh, possibly might not know, the NBA preseason started up last night. So, who, who's your top two, bro? All right, so I'm going to go East first. Um, and basically, with these lists, I feel like star powers, everything, especially when it comes to the playoffs. Uh, minus a hiccup last year, pandemic P. But anyway, um, <clears throat> all right, so in the East, uh, I got Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, we already know, you know, it's Kevin Durant. You know who I am. With uh, Kyrie, who don't want to talk to the media because they're pawns. And um, <laughs> oh man, speaking of Kyrie, we got to talk about him next. <laughs> and uh, and of course, you know, I I, I got to support my boy if he's still going to be in a Bucks uniform. That that's pending any any transactions, uh, Milwaukee. Right. Uh, on the flip side, uh, you know, I, I would love to put the Warriors with the Lakers, but that was before. We found out about Clay. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, I, I I still have the battle of LA for that at the moment. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And so uh good morning, David uh Burns. Uh Dominique McKinney said 30%. <laughs> and so I'm assuming Dominique, uh I'm assuming Dominique Jamar stated that KD is better than Paul George at 30%. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can I can kind of see that. I can kind of see that, man. Uh, good morning, Cherry. Uh, yes, we are glad we're helping you get back into sports, and we appreciate the comments, my brother. Um, and then, uh, basically, David Burns he stated that Luka Doncic is number three, and so I'm kind of assuming that um, Luka, when he mentioned Luka, that he's I don't know if you're talking about for the MVP race. Or if we're talking about for um, the top five players to watch. And so, uh, David, if you're on, and maybe if you're getting this message, maybe you can um, kind of clarify um, Luca's uh, position at number three. And so, all right. Um, my top two contenders from the Eastern Conference. Um, the East is so loaded, bro. The East is so loaded. And so it's like, wow. Who do you really pick as the top two teams in the East and the West? Like, it's, it's very competitive. Uh, but I would say uh, the best team I feel in the East uh, will be the Miami Heat. World, let me, let me, let me school y'all on something here. Um, Miami Heat, they're young. That's one thing about this Miami Heat team is they're young. And they can play in so many different ways. KD and all these guys thinking that, you know, oh, yeah, you know, and, and all these commentators are, are thinking that the, 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 the Nets are going to just run through the East. Hell no. Look, just as much as KD can score, uh, I don't know if y'all forgot about Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. They can outshoot him because it's two of them. It's, it's not just one. It's two snipers. I mean, that would shoot your lights out. This, this, this Heat team, I'm telling y'all, this future, boy, if they get another piece, whoo-wee. 
You talking about a modern day Golden State? Oh, yes. They will shoot your lights out. And Jimmy Butler, I felt like, bro, he grew up. In this finals, he grew up because he got pushed by LeBron so hard. You could see literally on the sideline how tired he was, but how in shape LeBron is. And it's like, damn, you telling me LeBron in better shape than Jimmy Butler? He was. Yeah, he is. And it, it just shows you just how great LeBron is, but it shows you how Jimmy Butler did not back down one moment. Straight heart. And this team got heart. It will be a tough out. They will be tough to put out of the playoffs, period, because they can beat you in a small ball and they can beat you with big ball, especially depending upon the health of Bam Adebayo. If he's healthy, along with the recent acquisitions they made to get a big man, I forgot the kid's name, they you re-signed Olenek as well, who can beat you in many ways. Um, he will be a dangerous team. My second team from the East um, as a contender, um, and I, I was stuck, y'all, between the Bucks and, you know, the Nets. I got to go with the Nets. And it might be a little boring for everybody, but I got to go with the Nets because, I, I, I you know, I haven't seen a, a, a greater score in my lifetime um, other than KD. I haven't seen a greater score. Um, you know, Jordan was great at scoring, but um, KD, man, with his physical ability, it's just it's hard to den- it's hard to deny that. And so, um, yeah, I got to go with uh, the Nets and the Heat uh, to, to really be tough in the East. In the West, I'm going to go with the L.A. teams. I'm going to go with my Lakers um, and, you know, the recent acquisitions they made. As y'all know, world, they done picked up a lot of folks. Um, Wesley Matthews, Dennis Schroeder, uh, you've picked up Montrezl Harrell, uh, you've picked up Mark Gasol. I don't know if you heard of rumblings of Paul Gasol wanting to return to the Lakers to play with his brother and try to get another ring with the Lakers. But that's another perennial threat that can get you a lot of easy two-point buckets. Even at his age, he don't have to do much. All he got to do is just get you buckets. That's it. Um, So a lot of good acquisitions for the Lakers. But I, I have to respect Kawhi. I have to respect his greatness. And, you know, Pandemic P is still great to a certain extent as well. So... Those are my top four teams to watch. Good morning, Deshaun. What's good? My brother was good with you. And so be very, very interesting to watch the East and the West because it's going to be loaded, y'all. We, 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 on a, we, we giving y'all a heads up on the early morning sports talk podcast that it will be a very exciting NBA season. Um, all right. Just quick thoughts, Jamar, on uh, Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Um, as we know, y'all, Kyrie Irving has a – very interesting relationship with the media. And so, um, as you know, this week I forwarded you a video um, of Stephen A. Smith going in on this man for about 15 minutes straight. Um, and it's funny how whenever that man says something, y'all got to start respecting Stephen A. Smith world because the dude not only gets paid, just got a new show with ESPN again, um, but soon as he said it, guess what the Clippers did in the NBA? I mean, not the Clippers, but the NBA. They find his ass. <laughs> they find him 25000 and basically letting him know that he keeps doing what he's doing. They're going to continue to find his ass. And they find so, the team. <laughs> yeah, they find the team as well. And so, um, you know, 
just just quickly, man. Um, is Kyrie Irving immature? Is he just is his place? It's not in the right place. I'm confused. Here. Can you can you break this down from Jamar? I mean, I feel like we learned a long time ago that Kyrie Irving uh rocks to the beat of his own drum. Like okay. Kyrie does things differently. We we didn't know what type of personality Kyrie had until LeBron got there because nobody paid attention to Cleveland until LeBron came back. True. So we, we started to find out about Kyrie Irving. And then, you know, went from uh, uh, the earth is flat to uh, – Yeah, that, uh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, and I, he strongly believes that. And it, it, it's just a bunch of different antics <laughs> left and right from, from Cleveland to Boston now to, to Brooklyn. I don't know, man. He, he just, you know, I don't know if he just wants attention uh, or if he, like, you know, firmly believes what he believes. He, he kind of act like a, uh, the NBA version of a Kanye West in a sense. That's a perfect example. So, I mean, I just take everything with a grain of salt and keep it moving. I just be like, oh, that's Kyrie being Kyrie at this point. Like, okay, man, just, just, just play some basketball and uh, make sure you're healthy. That's all, man. Uh, Kyrie Kanye. Kyrie turn off the lights. Kyrie flashing lights. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, man, devil in a new dress. Uh, yeah, Kyrie is a mess. But um, this guy, man, literally, bro, like, who the hell else were you talking about on KD's podcast? These two guys, they are great basketball players, but they annoy the hell out of me. They really do. And they act like some damn kids. Like, they really seriously do. They are bona fide haters. Yes, I'm calling them bona fide haters. You literally right in the heart of the NBA Finals, bro. Literally, go post your podcast video. Get your podcast started. I guess you're bored, right, KD? You, you need to do something, right? You're not in the bubble, right? You're not playing. And, and Kyrie running his mouth all throughout the, you know, bubble and saying nobody should play. While he collecting $33 million off his paycheck and got a whole bunch coming uh, next year in 2021 as well, um, running his mouth. Um, and, and literally, you know, <clears throat> I would have been hurt if I was LeBron too, to state that finally on my team, I got a guy to where if it comes down to the last shot, I do not have to worry. I already know that, you know, I would feel totally comfortable with you shooting that last shot, KB. Um, and, 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 you know, KD, like, okay, you know, I'm going to run with this right here. Um, I don't think KD or Kyrie likes LeBron. They sit there and state they do. Have you ever just watched the game, Jamar? You can just kind of see body language. Like, you can just look through the TV and see body language, and you know that it's fake. Like, that's exactly what it is when you look at Kyrie and his relationship with LeBron, but especially KD. KD, like, he likes him, but he really don't like him. Like, he hates I, him. I, and I, I feel like that is factual. Like, they, they don't like LeBron. I think they're really, really jealous and envious of him because he gets the Space Jam contracts, because he gets the attention of being the face of the NBA. Um, they don't like that he cries when he gets fouled and stuff like that. But you got to admit, he's a winner. But they still don't like that. And so they are super motivated to play against LeBron every single night. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, yeah, I, I agree with you. But I feel like it's, like, it's, it's two different levels to that. I feel like with KD, because, you know, KD and LeBron always basically was being compared to each other. 
for right. for a number of years. So I feel like, you know, it's a level. I think it's a higher level of respect to KD even with LeBron than what Kyrie is showing. Right. I think KD KD is a competitive, uh, and also like like you said, I don't think he he likes him very much in his own personal world. But I know there's definitely a high. He has a high level of respect for him. Right. Now Kyrie on the other maybe hand, he just I, don't like him on the court. I think that's what it is. Right. I think he probably got that killer instinct that mm-hmm. that probably developed over time. Kyrie right. on the other hand, I think he just it's just pettiness. It's like why, right? I think he, I think it was just sheer jealousy on on his part. Yeah. I think yeah. That's bottom line, pure 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 jealousy, man. And you know, um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, if 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 Kyrie, if he's on that, he wants to be petty like that. Hey, find him. Um, and, and hey, man, you 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 getting thirty three million anyway? What's twenty five thousand gonna hurt? That ain't gonna mm-hmm. hurt. You know what I'm saying? You can you can pass it over to us though. You can pass it over to us, brothers. We can pass some student loans. So hey, you know you can definitely pass that along to us. But I know it ain't gonna hurt your pockets. You getting thirty three million every year. Um, but at the same time, like you know, Kyrie man has always been an envious, jealous guy. Um, of LeBron, I feel like always wanted to be the alpha. But you know how a person that want to be the alpha but just don't have it. Like they don't have the traits but he thinks he has the traits. That is Kyrie for me, like in a nutshell. And, you know, um, you know, he want to be like Kobe, his mentor. But one thing about Kobe on the court is he had better ability than Kyrie. Kyrie is a showstopper. He's a great ball player, great handler. He's prime time, but I don't think he prime time to win a chip. And so um, he will definitely, um, I'll be watching him as well just to see what he does because um, I know he got a lot of critics and different things, especially now that he's been running his mouth. But on top of that, uh, Kyrie is just, you know, he puts his own stuff. He put he puts his foot in his own mouth. And so maybe this is a lesson, Kyrie. You keep putting your foot in your own mouth. People are watching that, and they will want to see you fail. They will want to see you miserable because you keep talking talking crazy and so um all eyes on brooklyn for sure a lot of eyes will be on Kyrie. will he step up to the moment we will see all right that is uh now pretty much uh bro covered the nba and so um let's get started again um speaking of rants right um let's talk about the chicago bears so After this crushing loss to the Detroit Lions and what was an epic collapse, uh, Jamar, can you, with your football knowledge, just tell me what the hell happened? And how did the Bears, like, end up losing this game? Like, and I just want to know, man, like, what was going through your mind, like, when this happened? Like, Man. All right, so I'm going to use, uh, uh, I guess, I guess somewhat famous words from Stephen A. Smith, what can go wrong, will go wrong type thing. That, that That's what oh, it felt like. Yeah, they becoming that. They're becoming that, the Bears. They, they slowly are. Right. Yeah. I, it's like I don't it, – it's, it's a lot of things to, to dissect there. So, for one, I mean, 
whatever reason, Matthew Stafford had had a, a had a great game against our secondary. That that was just you know wonderful to watch. Especially every time I see the ball go deep on the on TV, like it felt like mm-hmm. more times than not they came down with it. So that was bad. Uh, felt like some of the play calling was suspect at times. Uh, I, I can't. I can't fully blame Mitch on that fumble. Like the line can't stop anybody sometimes, so it is what it is. Yeah, man. Like I felt like they should have blown them out the water, but you know, I mean, we we we've been talking about this team for weeks and weeks, especially the last three or four. It's like how to fix this, and you can't. You yeah, can't fix this. it's a wrap. Might might be too late at this point in the season, right? It is. And you know, I got a couple coworkers at work saying, like, well, you know, they, there's still a game out. Like, may, maybe this can happen. In my head, <laughs> just, just stop it. Just stop. <laughs> it. It's not. It's not happening. Yeah. As much as I would love for it to happen, it, it's not happening. Right. So, I mean, this just goes on the list of things that you know how disappointing 2020 has been for this Bears team. Started out great, but we, but the winning, you know, hit a couple of deficiencies, which was that officer line, that play calling. Um, and, you know, the Bears defense, I feel like at this point, probably just mailed it in because they, they don't feel motivated to play anymore. So it's like, it's whatever. I, I, I mean, I can go on a rant for another 20 minutes, man, but I'm going to just <laughs> leave it alone. But for time's sake, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll 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 take your place here. Go for it. Um. All right. So the Chicago Bears, man. Um, as you stated, Jamar, fire everybody. It's coming. Um, we could see it about week seven. We could see it coming. Um, that was after you know um the loss to the Colts and different things and well, sorry, after the win against the Panthers. Which I got on a Panther shirt this morning. But after that win against the Panthers, we're like, wow, we lucked up. But we got a really tough schedule coming up. Can the Bears keep this up? Of course, we knew they could not. Um, No offensive line. It catches up with you. This team should not. It's no way in hell they should have lost to the Detroit Lions. I'm sorry. You shouldn't have lost to the Detroit Lions. You have to be a really bad team to lose to Detroit. You really do. And to give up what they gave up, uh, Jamar, um, prior to the last drive in which literally this man, Marvin Jones, was in the backfield combing his hair, hanging out, doing backfields like Tyreek Hill, drinking a cup of coffee with his Bears mug, literally just hanging out, thinking about what he's going to grab him to eat after the game's over just chilling in the backfield and Jalen Johnson still running, trying to catch up with him. And he's just like, Hey, I've been here for 15 seconds. And so just in the back wide open, throw the ball to me. Thank you. Like just a complete gift. And I'm, I'm saying that to state that the bears defense have been stinking for quite some time too. Um, we talk about the offense, but sometimes, um, if your offense stinks, Jamar, it translates over to the team. And the only bright spot for our team really has been Cordell Patterson. He's been really the only bright spot. 
David Montgomery balled out. He really balled out. And I hate to see his great game go to waste last week. I really do. Mitchell Trubisky, they looked happy. They looked fun. They looked like they were having a good time. But they found a way to get nervous and choke. Offensive line, this really boils down to this and Matt Nagy's play calling. Both of these caught up with the Bears. When you can't block and you literally got a guy that's running straight through the backfield, eventually he's going to get him. And that's what happened there. He was able to script Mitchell Trubisky and force that fumble, which was the worst situation because Jamal, they had to march six yards. Six yards to get a touchdown. How easy is that? Anybody could score that outside of the Bears. So, like, even the Jets could score that if they were on a six-yard line. I swear, y'all, if the Bears got that ball at the six-yard line, I promise you, I super promise you, they would not have scored. The Bears would have ended up with a field goal if that. Probably would have ended up at the 20-yard line. And so, Bears get the ball at the last drive. Marching down the field. Jamal, I'm like, yeah, we got a chance. We got a chance. And Allen Robinson, of all people, literally catches the ball and tweaks. Tweaks. I saw that. I'm like, no. Like, if he just ran an extra yard that was a first down, that gives us literally a whole nother four opportunities to take advantage of a terrible Detroit Lions second. And he, and he knew he tweaked, too. As soon as it over, he, 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 he was like, oh, he, yeah, he yeah, yeah. He knew, like, yeah, and, uh, man. Our chances are very damn here right now. And, 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 and go ahead and describe that that last play on fourth down because that that I, I just turned off my TV. Or this oh, time. it was terrible. Offensive line can't block, can't block us. You, you mentioned on Facebook they can't. Uh, somebody can't stop a stop sign. The 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 the, the damn Bears can't block a senior citizen if they was on the defensive line. That's how terrible the offensive line is, y'all, for our Bears. David Montgomery got smacked as soon as he got the ball. Uh, wasn't able to even get a yard. Um, it was very close. It was very reviewable. His strength alone just got him to be able to push, which now I gained respect from after that play. I really did, well because he fought for that when really most running backs would have got smacked and it would have been that. And so – he fought for it, but I don't even know why we ran the ball. That was exactly questionable. Exactly. Save Trubisky the chance to use his legs or something. Or at yes. least go on an out route. I would have probably gave Allen Robinson the ball again. I would have yes. just went to my best player yes. and, and if, left it on the line. If, if, if anything, line up and shotgun, do do a, a, a RPO, like something, something that, you know, you can either scramble on or a, a quick dink or something. Nah, nah. Oh, never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So Matt Nagy's play calling um, has him on the clock. And so with that, the Chicago Bears are five and seven. They play the Texans. We don't know what to expect from that. But um, right now it's looking very, very dim for the Bears. And the clock right now um, to end this segment on the Bears is to say it's ticking, and it's ticking, and it's ticking. And uh, you lose to the Texans. I tell you what, Jamar, we're going to put this out here in the early morning sports talk podcast. Mm -hmm. The Bears lose to the Texans this week. Mm 
there very well could be a chance that Matt Nagy won't finish the season and that he will be done by Monday, which is two days from now. And, you know, if that happens, that'd be funny because that means Deshaun Watson will have two coaches fired this year. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, two coaches. And so um, Deshaun also stated, y'all, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Deshaun stated kudos to Montgomery getting a running game over the past few weeks. Uh, getting a running game going. Yeah, he's been working hard. The first step to being a good club is being multidimensional. Very true. And the Bears are not multidimensional. They are very, very one-dimensional. Maybe two-dimensional at times, but you need to be a three-dimensional team in order to win. Um, granted that we're playing against back-end run-stopping teams, but it's still a good site. Right, yeah. They were playing against back-end run-and-stopping teams like the Detroit Lions, um, but their secondary is terrible, right, Deshaun? So you could have exposed them a lot, which they were pretty able to do most of the game. I don't know why you ran from that. But then I could see why, Jamar, they went with Montgomery because he was having a good game. But I don't know if you do that in that moment. No, not in that moment. So, yeah, shout out to Matt Nagy. Shout out to Matt Nagy. Um, yeah, Jamar, don't don't worry yourself. It's all right, man. It's all right. Sean's going to shine one day, one day, one day. All right. Deshaun, we are going to talk about your spillers, bro. And, and don't you get mad at us, all right? Don't you get mad at us, okay? <laughs> The Steelers, uh, they went down in defeat to the Washington football team. And honestly, y'all, this team looked tremendously sloppy, really, for the past few weeks. And the trend just it's continued. Um, and it continued, obviously, against the Washington football team. Was it the football team's defense or was it the Steelers? That's the question. So for Steelers fans like Deshaun, is there cause for concern? And I'm up. I'm going to talk about two concerns here. Deshaun, you can feel free to uh, chime in. Like, the first concern is, which concerns you the most? The upcoming schedule of the, uh, of the Steelers, Jamar, which is the Bills, Colts, and Browns coming up. And potentially going from a number one seed to playing wild card weekend. Or getting into the playoffs as a one seed, not playing great football, and running up against a team that's playing great football. Which one concerns you more? Probably running up against, you know, basically the second question you said, as in being ill-prepared, as in mm-hmm. not, you know, having your I's dotted and your T's crossed. So you know I mean? you, if you want me to, I can repeat the question for you. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. So the first concern, bro, would be going up against the Bills, Colts, and Browns but in a way like in the second question it kind of what you know if they were to beat the Bills Colts and Browns and they were to get that number one seed like that that would show me they are really really good in order to beat the Bills Colts and Browns or even beat two of them teams and get into the playoffs as a number one seed and then run up against a Colts or run up against somebody that's you know I don't know, run up against one of them AFC South teams, the Titans, if, if they were to get the wild card and they run into Pittsburgh. Like, right. 
which one would concern you the most? Them getting the number one seed and not playing great football or them going from the number one seed of being 11 and 0 and losing possibly to two or three of these teams and then Kansas City get that number one seed and then they got to play wild card weekend. Which one concerns you most? Okay, Deshaun stated it'll probably be the one seed he losing off the first rip, which would mean that'll be the wild yeah. card weekend. Yeah, I, I was I would say that because okay, so sorry, my bad, Jamar. Um, Deshaun is stating it'll be getting the number one seed and losing in the second round. That case, gotcha. Yeah, I yeah, I hundred percent agree with that. That's basically you know just you know, stumbling into that spot without, you know, being, you know, fully focused or healthy or whatever the case may be. Um, I think that, I I, I don't know, you know, some people say, you know, uh, you know, losing at a certain point might be a good loss, quote unquote, good loss. I I don't know if any loss is actually good, but if anything, maybe this one refocus them because, as you stated, they they have been you know not themselves for the last probably the last month. Yeah, they, yeah, about right. And so, defense been holding them down. It, it it seemed like they show flashes of you know like man this is a good team like this is a really good team right. And then you but, see flashes. And, and like, this is gonna be my point with the Steelers. This is gonna be my point, bro. And I'm gonna bring it up shortly. They are they are a team that seems to play down to their level. Which means that when the playoffs come, they go know they gotta elevate. And I mean, Big Ben tend to do that a lot throughout his career. But go ahead. But also on top of that, we we also know and, and Deshaun would tell you firsthand, Big Ben at home and Big Ben on the road are night and day. Mm. Night and day. So they they you know, for them to really have a chance in my opinion, they need that one spot. Right. So they need to come out and win these games, even though in my personal opinion. That one spot was just just got disintegrated when they lost to Washington because I feel like Kansas City just gonna just you know take that spot and keep it moving, especially since mm-hmm. you know there's only one buy with this new format. So right. that's, sucks. that's Which yeah, sucks tremendously. Sucks yeah, for teams like the Steelers, who you know if they lose the the one seed, they literally was eleven and zero. You telling me? <laughs> and that's crazy. That's crazy thing about that. Like, you only had a one-game lead during that whole stretch of being undefeated, and you don't, like, basically lose that spot because the team right behind them is just that great. Right. If not greater. That's, right. That, that's right. nice. But, right. yeah, um, in my opinion, they need that one spot, but they also, at the same time, needs to, you know, play good football because, yeah, let, let somebody catch them catch them lacking in the parking lot. It's, it's over. It's, it's a wrap. <laughs> let, let somebody Uh-oh. catch Catch them with a uh, in, in the alley somewhere. It's it's over, man. It, yeah. The, are, in other words, you're saying that the Steelers look very vulnerable, and if they run up against a hot team, they could potentially get smoked. Yeah. And let, that'd just be oh. Let them catch Cleveland right now. I feel like Cleveland is playing better football. It's painful for me to say that. It, True. They are. Yeah. They are. They that's a, they looking really tough to beat. Um. Yeah. And Deshaun stated. Uh, I'm gonna keep it real. We've looked god awful. We deserve to lose two of the last three games. We aren't playing sound football, not converting no fourth downs, having seven drops in the game by the receiving court. But how much does it come down to injuries? Our COVID scheduling issue. 
Y'all know me. I don't make excuses. But no Mike Pouncey, no Bud Dupree, no Devin Bush. It hurts. That definitely hurts. That's not without a doubt. I don't yeah. know how vulnerable the run defense is gonna be without those two linebackers, without your, your your starting center. I like that. That I mean, that can create problems on the offensive line in general. So I mean, he has True. valid points. Got valid points, and um, me and Jamar have been stand. We've been stating that the AFC playoffs is gonna be lit. We've been saying that since like the beginning, like first few weeks. We can see it was gonna be a lot of good teams, and so um, with those injuries, yeah. Um, I'll tell y'all what, man. Um, I'm concerned for the Steelers, definitely. Um, my biggest concern, however, would be them losing to the Bills or possibly the Browns or something. Um, and you, go ahead. Let me, let me, let me, before you, I guess, go fully, let me just ask you, like, really quick, just a few teams, like, as of right now, obviously, you'll take Kansas City over them, right? Yeah, they'll beat the brakes off the Steelers. All right, so, I mean, we're, we're going to find out about Buffalo here shortly, so I'm not going to ask that one. Um, right. What about what about the Colts? I think they can go. I've been saying that since about seven weeks now. I've been saying that I felt like the Colts would probably go in Pittsburgh and, and, and beat the brakes off of them and catch them by surprise. All right, what about Tennessee as of right now? They can't stop Derrick Henry. He's going to run all over them. What about Miami? Miami right now, their defense is lights out. They are playing great football. They are holding teams to three points in the last five weeks. And all right, two more. What about uh, Las Vegas? Las Vegas dangerous. They can air you out. Car can get hot. That boy can air you out. They def- are offensive uh, firepower on this team. You see what they did against the Chiefs a few weeks ago. They are dangerous because they can beat you and get, you, get over the top of your defense. And so if the if the Steelers got injuries, Las Vegas would expose that for sure. I got you. And then lastly, now this this one's a little it's interesting. What about Baltimore? Baltimore, very interesting. Rivalry. They know each other very well. And uh, Jamar, I told you, Baltimore was part of the reason why I stated the AFC playoffs would be lit because they won't come in as a high seed. But are we forgetting that? They just, they just had the number one seed last year. Just had the best record in football last year, running all over people. You see what they just did this past week. And then let's not forget that this is the former NFL MVP, the, 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 the previous NFL MVP. And Baltimore, they could be very dangerous because they got Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, who are running hard. Be tough to stop in January, those two guys. <laughs> you make, oh, man, I see your point. I see your point. It's a lot of teams right now that are looking better than the Steelers. And if the Steelers were to have a home game, I wouldn't even be confident in them on a home game. But then you just mentioned his, you know, pedigree on the road and how, you know, he's like night and day on the road. So how really comfortable do you feel um, as a Steelers fan to where you got all these great teams playing football? And so, yeah, and, and, and Deshaun stated, James Conner, no run game, non-existent. You can't win being one-dimensional in the postseason. And I totally agree, brother. You can't, um, you know, be one-dimensional. So he's stating that Stellar Nation is worried. Um, and, yeah, you know, the Stellars, 
Um, I do want to make this last point out of respect for the Steelers. They have found ways, y'all, to win a lot of games. However, they have played a lot of games where they've been very close. And so, Jamar, as we know, in football, that don't really – it tells you that they win games and that the NFL, a win is a win. But we know in football that that catches up with you in the postseason. You can't you you right. can't be in these little, you know, games where you're 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 thinking you're playing, let's say the Cowboys, and that you got this room for error. You can't. Like I see multiple teams that would expose that right now in the AFC. At least the other six teams, all six of them, that's in the playoff chase. And we even mentioned some teams that are out of the playoff race, but that's in the hunt, like the Raiders, like the Ravens, that are in the hunt and that still could potentially, you know, be dangerous teams. So, um, hey, but they they have time. They have time to, right. to get to get their act together. Uh, you know, they can get their eyes dots and T's crossed. Mike Tomlin, I mean, he's a sensational coach, and we know that he he motivates guys. He he gets you know he he pushed the right buttons here. So I mean, right. basically. I mean, it is a next man up league, so injury, no injury, somebody got to step up. So it's basically just come down to, like, how bad do you want it? Point blank, right. how, how bad do you want it? Because they definitely have the offensive firepower to put up numbers. That's without a doubt. They're right. wide receiver. This kid Claypool take, yeah, the receivers are beast. They tight end is a beast, man. Eric Ebron is a baller. I, I, and this is the last point I want to make, Jamar. Yeah, they playing bad football, and they playing down the team's levels, but that's one thing I do want to mention, Deshaun, is that they do play on teams' levels. You think the prideful man-man that Mike Tomlin is, that he don't know that these teams think that they could come into Pittsburgh and beat him? He know that. And he literally is trying to get them prepared for the playoffs right now. You can see it. He's trying to get them ready for the postseason because he knows what's about to happen. He knows not only do they got these big games, but he knows they could potentially get that home game and that these teams coming in, yeah, they ain't playing good football. Yeah, we finna run all over them. And Pittsburgh can come and surprise you. But how Pittsburgh does that is they got to be physical. Pittsburgh has always been the physical team. They've always been that team where you go into highest field, you be like, damn, it's cold as hell in this field. They got on all this black and gold. They hid me, knocking me on the ground, knocking me around, pushing me around. That's what the Steelers are known for, and that's the Mike Tomlin team. And so the Steelers have to be that come January. They can't let nobody come in their place and knock them around. They got to knock them around. And I do also want to make that Ben Roethlisberger's first Super Bowl came as a wild card. Came with them, you know, don't get me wrong, albeit Jerome Bettis was a, a problem that postseason. But, you know, at the same token, can James kind of be that problem? Could they run it back? You know, can they run the ball? If they can run the ball, everybody, and they can be physical, the Pittsburgh Steelers will make the AFC championship. I'm going to leave it at that. If they can run the ball and they can be physical, everything else will take care of itself. The, the receivers, the, the, the tight ends, the blocking, everything else is there. They're not 11-0 for a reason. They're 11-0 for a reason. Right, right. And I feel like they do have quality running backs on their team. James Conner, McFarland, Benny Snell. Uh, I don't know if Jalen Samuels is hurt or not, but they have quality backs. They can get it done. It's 
like like I go back to what I said. How bad do you want it? Right. And so it, it's, it's very, very factual. And so we will have to, um, you know, get, let's say, a further idea of, um, you know, what they're going to do against the Bills tomorrow. Um, and Deshaun stated, I just, I, I digress, gentlemen. Um, we will see what happens with um, this game tomorrow. And with that being said, bro, let's get into our NFL picks because we got a lot of really freaking good games come this week. Uh, it will be a lot of good games this week. And so uh, let me share my screen. And Jamar, let's get started. We saw the Rams beat all up on the Patriots. Um, just really quickly, um, do you think uh, the Patriots um, – do you think Cam Newton is the problem in New England? I think, I think you know, someone who played terrible doesn't help. But I don't think he's the 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 main problem or the second main problem. I mean, look at the roster. Like what? Like I, for them to even have six wins right now, it's I feel like that's a blessing. Miracle. Like. <laughs> Like how like how do you pull that off? And then also, I mean, they would they, they could have been eight and five right now because there was a couple right. of things early on. They was right there. So yeah, Seattle and Buffalo. So I mean, to your point a few weeks ago, the Rams are a good team. So that's I mean, they played a good team. They played a really good team. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Best defense I mean, in the NFL. Maybe so. Maybe so. Um, you know, there was a point in time when you know. Cam had COVID, and I feel like he was fighting off COVID even when he came back. But outside of those stretches, I feel like he, he's been solid. So I'm not going to put all blame on him. Majority of the blame goes to Bill Belichick since he's the GM of the dang team. So hmm. so that's that's my opinion on Did that. Did y'all hear that word? Jamar is putting blame on Bill Belichick. Man, that's crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to do that because it's like he's Bill Belichick. But then again, you're making me realize he ain't perfect. And no. maybe he's not what we all make him to be. Maybe a lot of that was Tom Brady because, you know, but I, I, it seems like they both are being it's, exposed now without being with each other. It, it, it's it's two, two parts to Bill Belichick. The coach is still, I feel like, still an A-plus, but he's also the GM of the team, and that's the point. That's the problem right there. Like, you 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 put this roster together. You put these no names. That's why Tom Brady skipped town. Like, I ain't playing with these fools. Right. Exactly. He ain't had nobody to throw the ball to. Yeah, so. He ain't got so nobody to throw the ball to. I mean, yeah. Um, half your team yeah. outside for COVID, so, I mean, I can't blame those players for that, but, I mean, it is right, what it is right. on that, but, yeah. Right. Ain't nobody to throw the ball that's, to. That's factual as well, man. Um, all right, so let's get started with that pick, bro. Um, Titans at Jaguars. Can you start us out, Jamal? Who you got, Titans at Jaguars? You know, um, I'm going to take the Titans, but, but <laughs> I am not about to overlook the Jags, who, what their record is, 1-10 on the year. Yep. It's a division game, and Jags have been sneaky good in some of these games to where, you know, these outcomes have been closer than what people think. Mm -hmm. I got the Titans, but 
I'm, I'm not. That's not a, a confident pick all the way around. But I'm picking Tennessee. Mm. Yeah. Um. I got the Titans as well. I, I see no reason to pick the Jaguars this game. They have been sneaky good and have been competitive and then lose to the Vikings in overtime. But a loss is a loss. Um, they don't know how to win. Uh, they don't know how to close. Uh, they're very young. Their defense is very young. This is the problem with the Jaguars. I think they got a bright future. I really do. But they are very young right now. Uh, the Titans are just, you know, uh, I think if you just run Derrick Henry – um, get Corey Davis, who is a Chicago kid, by the way. Um, get him going along with, um, you know, our big guy, number 11, A.J. Brown. Uh, they got a solid backup running back behind. Uh, if the world don't know, I don't know his name, Jamar, but he's behind Derrick Henry. Um, that kid is a very solid back as well. He yeah. runs just as hard as Derrick Henry. And so um, I like the Titans. I think they're a better football team. I won't spend too much time on that analysis. Um, but however, this is a good one. And this has been my second half team. I said that would, you know, be potentially a problem. The Vikings are now six and six. And they are going against the Bucks, who are seven and five. Here we are. Could potentially the Bucks be seven and six after this week? And the Vikings continue their trend um with a with a bullish type of um way of playing football right now. So who do you got, man? The Bucks or the Vikings? Wee. Wee wee wee. This is this is tough, man, because uh Dalvin uh, Cook's playing by the way, everybody. <laughs> Wanna point that out. Hey, rightfully so. Um because yeah, as of right now, both of these teams, uh let's see, yeah, Tampa six seed, uh Minnesota's the seventh seed as of right now. So this is definitely a very important game for both teams. Without mm-hmm. a doubt, um, but if the Vikings lose and the Bears win, this is just something we want to point out. Not that it possibly will happen, but just a little point we want to point out, you know. And then also, you know, you got the Cardinals right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, as far as this game, this yeah, this is shoot. Uh, I, I feel like the Bucks hold their destiny in their own hands, particularly in this game here. It's like, mm-hmm. what Bucks team are we going to see? Are we going to see the ones that's underachieving on offense? Or are we going to see the ones that's actually going to have a running game that would make the passing game, like, unguardable? That, that, right. That's what it boils down to. Um, I'm going to pick the Bucks. I'm going to pick them in good faith because I feel like Tom Brady is not going to lose three straight games. He hasn't lost three straight games in 18 years. Um. So I'm, I'm picking the Buccaneers here, but it's going to be a good game. Yeah. Imagine the rumblers Monday morning if the Bucs lose. Imagine all the rumblers in the sports world and all the questions that will be asked um, if, you know, indeed the Vikings come in and they beat the brakes off the Bucs. Um, that could potentially happen, bro. It really could. But I really – I can't pick the Vikings, even though I picked this team to be on an upward trend – if this team wins against the Bucks, everybody, I'm going to pick them for the rest of the season. We're just putting that out there. Um, and they will be super dangerous going into the playoffs. Nobody talked about the Vikings, but if they beat the Bucks on the road here, watch out for this team. Um, and it'll be like, wow, they just came completely out of nowhere. 
That's how it often happens sometimes in uh, football. Teams that you don't expect. Um, and so with that being said, um, I, I'm going with the Bucks off good faith because I think they just got more weapons. Adam Thielen, however, has been balling, man. Uh, the tight end, um, Rudolph, he's awakened. He's come back from the dead. And we know about Dalvin Cook. Kirk Cousins has come back from the dead. Oh, don't, uh, don't forget Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, thank you. This kid, what a steal. Um, I mean, this guy is uh, potentially, if he gets 181 yards for the rest of the season, uh, will be all-time um, leading re- rookie receivers all-time um, in their first year uh, in receiving yards. That's Very, wow. very great stat. So this kid has been playing tremendous football. Um, man, this is a good football game. And this is why we wanted to cover this because we knew it was going to be a lot of good games this week. Um, I got to go with the Bucks because I think that they are more talented. I like this number 27 kid. He's been playing tremendous football for this entire season for the most part. If he has a good game, Jamar, <clears throat> it will open up everything else for the Bucks. So um, I'm going to go with the Bucs, um, but I expect this to be a game that will come down to the last wire, like last drive of the wire. This will be a very tight football game. This will be a playoff atmosphere. Yeah, the I'm playoffs are beginning now for a lot of teams. The playoffs are beginning now for a lot of teams. It includes these two. So watch this game, 12 noon. All right, Chiefs-Dolphins, another very good football game. Two great football teams. Both battling for playoffs positioning. Dolphins trying to chase the Bills and the Chiefs trying to keep that number one seed. Yeah. Um, as I've stated before, anytime a team comes in to play Miami in Miami, it is an automatic trap game by default. It is, bro. I kid you not, it is. By default. And Dolphins are a good team. I'm not. I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes, though. I'm taking him. You with me, man? <laughs> I, I'm not. I, I'm not doing it. He he has that Tom Brady effect when Tom Brady was in his prime in uh, New England. Like you're not betting against him. I'm not betting against Patrick. It's just plain and simple. It's gonna be a tough one. I'm right. not betting against it though. Man, I feel that, bro. I feel that you great minds think alike, man. I literally said everything you stated in regards to this game, like. <laughs> Great defense. They are playing great football. Team is clicking on all cylinders with the Dolphins. Only one problem, though, Jamar. Mm. They running up against Patrick Mahomes. And so, I, me and you this whole season, we have not picked against the Chiefs. I don't plan to do so. Maybe until week 17 if they get stuff locked up. But <laughs> until then, um, I can't pick against the Chiefs. This team is too good of a football team, too many weapons. And so I got to go with the Chiefs, even though I think the Dolphins will try to put up a fight. Oh, yeah. Um, the Chiefs, they seem to just ramp it up when they want to. Ramp it up when they want to. And so they should have beat the Broncos by at least two touchdowns last week. The game shouldn't even been that close. Because Tyreek Hill, if he would have recognized he caught the touchdown, if he would have recognized um, – I mean, it was, it was two touchdowns he, you know, got called back. The first was in the end zone. Then the second one is when we did the black backflip in the end zone. He waited at the uh, goal line for like five whole minutes 
before he flipped in the end zone. Like, Chiefs should have beat the Broncos by a lot more. So I think the Chiefs have come out focused and um, they would uh, air things out. You know, they would, they, they, I think they're going to air the Dolphins out. And so, um, you know, we'll see what the Dolphins do. All eyes on that game. It's a very important game. Broncos and Panthers. I'm going to go with the Panthers because I'm wearing the T-shirt. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm right behind you on that one. Um, <laughs> it could be an interesting game, but, uh, but no, I, I like the Panthers in this one. Yeah, uh, it'd be a good football game, though. Broncos are a tricky team. Texas and Bears. Hmm. Texas and Bears. Jamal, who you got between the Texans and Bears? I'm 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 picking a quarterback mm. who we sh- I'm picking a quarterback who we should have drafted. Mm. You know what? This is tough. Because as a Bears fan, I hate to see them go five and eight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Y'all don't mind world. I can vent for 30 seconds. I hate to see the Bears potentially go five and eight from five and one. I hate to see the possibility, Jamar, of Matt Nagy getting fired come Monday or at least next week. One of these two weeks, especially if he loses this game at home against the Texans, who are not a good football team this year. What's been the bright spot for the Texans has only been Deshaun Watson. So if they lose this game, it will be rumblings around Chicago, and they will, like, increase like an earthquake um, if they lose this game. Um and sadly enough, I think it might happen. I think the Bears will find a way to – I think Deshaun Watson will have a – you know one of those games where you'd be like, man, Deshaun Watson had a career game. Yeah, I feel this, that. This that, this that opportunity. This is that opportunity to have a career game. That, that highlight, you look up his highlight tape 15 years from now and they show him running all over the Bears. Generally happens against the Bears. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like this team is actually the Texans actually excited to come to Chicago. I heard uh, JJ Watt talking about like, you know, <laughs> where 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 we stationed at. Where's Portillo's at? He he's ready to eat some Portillo's, man. Oh uh, man, I bet. Yeah. Uh, but take no. care of the Bears real quick and, and grab you some deep dish. Heck yeah. Um, yeah Sean man. Watson is one of the few people, and I mean very few people on my list that I bet against that I won't bet against either. So I, I'm not mm. doing it. So. Mm. All right, Texans. I think we, love, we, we, we both like the Texans. Uh, as Bears fans, our heart is with the Bears, but uh, they're not playing good football right now. Um, hard news and Giants. This is a tough game, man. It you, is. You, you picked the Giants as being this upward trend team, and they are looking very good right now. Very impressive win in Seattle last week. Shut them down. Yeah, I, I didn't even expect that. We both picked Seattle. I didn't expect right. that at all. Nobody saw that coming, but you man, know. um, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm gonna roll with the hot team. I guess the 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 G men. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pick the G men. Their their defense is like that's that's what's like propelling them. Their defense is locked in. Mm-hmm. Offense is not like turning over the ball like that anymore either. So I think right. they 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 gonna probably like limit Kyler Murray as much as possible. Like uh, who that New England did a few weeks mm-hmm. ago. You yeah. do that, then they they got a chance. So I'm, I'm gonna pick the Giants, which I'm pretty sure is an upset here. So yeah, 
I'm gonna pick the Cardinals because I don't even know who the Giants quarterback is. Um, and... Colt McCoy. Ah, it's Colt McCoy, huh? Yeah, and yeah, I and, thought he was done in the NFL. Wow, okay. <laughs> I didn't. It just came yeah. out of nowhere. And his former uh, uh, Washington teammate, uh, Alfred Morris, is on the Giants too. <laughs> wow, crazy. I didn't even think he was still in the NFL. Uh, shows you the white privilege in this uh, league. I kid you not, it does. Um, damn, that's amazing. I'm going to go with the Cardinals, man. Um, <clears throat> I think they're a better football team. Um, they obviously know they got a lot to play for in regards to their wild card position. Um, and I think they're just a better football team, although the Giants have a great defense. Um and one thing about, you know, if, I mean, a lot of people would say, right, if you beat Russell Wilson and his ability, you know, Kyler Murray got a similar ability, right? So you could be able or should be able to beat the Cardinals at home. I don't know, man. Um, I think it's the reason why this team is 5-7. and seven. I don't like Colt McCoy. I don't think he's that great of a quarterback. Um, and so I don't know how the hell he still got an NFL jersey on. <laughs> And for that reason, I'm going to pick the Cardinals. I think they're a the better team. Than the I got to go with the Cardinals, man. I yeah. No disrespect to the Giants, but disrespect to Cole McCoy. I don't know how you still in the Seriously, I don't. Um, Cowboys and Bengals. Somebody got to win this game, bro. Somebody. Unless yeah. they tie. <laughs> Which is very possible. Right, right? I'm gonna Actually, I'm going to pick uh, hashtag them boys. For one reason and one reason only. Is that yes. your first time picking them all season? I think so. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's because of uh, Andy Dalton. Maybe a revenge game here. That's hey man, he returning he returning back to his homeland, man. He got, he got a lot of motivation. Yeah, that's that's the only only reason why I'm picking this is them to win because I feel like Giovanni Bernard about to run all over them just like we saw. <laughs> the Ravens did on Tuesday. <laughs> that was right. terrible. Oh, but yeah, I'm, I'm taking hashtag them boys. You know what? I gotta agree with you, man. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Cowboys. Um, Andy Dalton returning back to his homeland. I think you know he'll be motivated in that aspect. But additionally, I think the Cowboys got a lot of weapons. They just somehow they, they just start bonding together. I don't know. You know, I thought this team would be a playoff team. I really did going into the season with all the weapons they got. Um, Amari Cooper over to CeeDee Lamb over to, you know, Gallup, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, it's weapons, man. But, um, you know, just because you got weapons don't mean you're winning the NFL, right? So, um, however, uh, the Bengals, I don't know who their quarterback is. Only person I know on that team that's really playing good football is Giovanni Bernard. Um, is, um, additionally, what's the other back, um, Mixon, Joe Mixon. But he's, so he, he, he he's been uh, around in so long either. He's been hurt. I mean. Oh, okay. So if he's uh, hurt, then yeah, this is additional motivation to not pick the Bengals. Maybe Tyler Boyd gets off, but other than that, it's a wrap. Right. Yeah. So I got to go with the boys. Uh, Colts and Raiders. A very good football game. Ooh-wee. Very good football team that's battling for playoff positioning. Um, I'm going to go with the Colts, bro. Um I like this to be a very good football game, however. This will be a physical smash mouth, old fashioned football game. 
And um, it'll be exciting because the Colts play great defense, but the Raiders got great offense. But I think defense travels when it compares to offense. So I'm going to go with the Colts. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. Um, and it, it'd be sad because this will put a, a – depending on the rest of the outcomes, this will definitely put a, a nice stake, nice dagger in the Raiders' uh, playoff hopes if they lose this one here. Because right. they're a game behind. They're a game behind a couple of teams. They're the, they the eighth seed right now. Coast right. of the seven seed. Right. Including the Colts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but like you said, defense travels. Coast has just been like the overall better team all year. And I mean, Raiders, they shouldn't have lost to the uh, Falcons the other week. That, that, yep. that stung. So, yep. no, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm picking the Colts, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Seahawks. Uh, what an epic collapse by the Jets last week. <clears throat> Come on, Greg Williams. Everybody and their mother know that you should not have called that defensive play. Why would you blitz? And, and yeah, I mean, like, duh. And, and it literally left <laughs> it left this man so wide open that he literally had time to comb his hair, blow dry it. <laughs> And then get going to the locker room, get dressed, driving his car, all this, and then catch the touchdown. This is how long he was sitting in the backfield by himself. Of course he was gonna get fired. Of course, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And uh and and, and Madden, there the, he he called a play called engage eight, which which is basically eight people blitzing. That that's that's exactly what he called. Called Madden, engage eight. Wow. Engage eight. Madden <laughs> players know that play. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> And, and, and definitely engaged in him losing his job, too. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. And guess who's coming behind him? Adam Gates. Oh, Adam Gates. Remember that interview, man? How crazy he looked during the interview? <laughs> That's exactly how he looked. I'm like, what the? Is he high or what? Like, what's wrong with this man? Like, yeah, like you just knew from that interview that it wasn't going to go well. Like, this is who y'all chose to lead this team? This, this, this is who y'all chose, huh? Really? Really? Okay. Gotcha. They had some cocaine or something, man. I don't know what was going on. That, he had something, man. He had something to system. But uh, I got to go with the Hawks, man. I think the Hawks are the better team. Hawks, y'all often – the problem with y'all is y'all play down to team's level. Y'all really do. And that's y'all problem. That's why teams are able to catch y'all over the last few years, such as the Niners and now the Rams, because y'all play down to people's levels. And then you have a hard time often beating those really good teams, which is a very competitive division in NFC West. You can lose any week. So I wouldn't be surprised, Jamar. This sounds crazy, but the Jets will give them a lot of go, I think, just because the Seahawks somehow and Russell Wilson like playing tight games. I don't know why they do. But um, I still got to go with the Seahawks uh, to possibly win and, you know, a late field goal or something in that regard. I, 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 I get you on that. I, I mean, I'm picking Hawks as well. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like after watching the other trash team in New York go mm-hmm. all the way coast to coast and beat them in their house, I feel like they, they're motivated here. I feel like you about to see they about to unleash DK Metcalf all over all over the Jets here. I, I feel like Seahawks smack them, but I would I would not be surprised if it's a close game. I'll just be shaking my head. Mm. And the Lions, man, they going into Green Bay with motive. I mean, they at home. 
um, against the Packers with a lot of motivation, man. Um, they beat the Bears. I want to get them another divisional win. They five and seven, man. They, they feel like they can, you know, get into this wild card thing. But no, I don't think so. Um, I like Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Um, man's too good. Packers team is too good. Very good, well-balanced team. Well-oiled machine. I like the Packers. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, you know, Detroit five and seven. They're 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 a game behind. They're a game behind. Somehow, but somehow. what do we always say about Detroit, Jamar? When they <laughs> literally have a chance to do something, they are always at the crust, but they just don't do it. Be knocking had a chance at the to door. go six and seven right there, knocking at the door, and this will be the week that they get blew out. I kick it out. Yeah, no, you're right because they they climb that hill, be knocking at the door like let me in, and they probably the door probably open, but the door the door probably knocked them back down the steps. That's probably exactly. Yeah. yeah, and Green Bay gonna smack them. Yeah, Green Bay gonna smack them. Yeah, Falcons and Chargers, man. I gotta go with the kid Justin Herbert. I like I like the Chargers actually to win this game. Uh, the Falcons are another team that, you know, tease you. But then, you know, when it matters and they have a chance to do something, they just kind of show up short. The Chargers do as well. They really, really do. I kid you not. Um, and the Chargers are fresh off of 49, 45 nothing smacking against uh, the Patriots. Uh, and this is a crazy pick for me. It is. Um, the, the Chargers don't seem motivated and 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 – uh, our brother, he's he's on his way out the door in uh, L.A. very, very shortly. He got hit down this last few weeks. Maybe won't even finish the season. Probably won't finish if he loses tomorrow. Probably not. People about to start getting fired. They're about to start getting fired. Um, and so, um, you know what? I'm going to switch my pick, bro. I'm going to go with the Falcons. Because <laughs> everything I just stated, everything I just stated, I just came up with evidence that why am I picking the Chargers? <laughs> oh like, why, why, why am I picking the Chargers? There's no reason why I should pick them. No way. No reason. I got to go with the Falcons, man. Oh, they got the man. better thing. All right. I'm, uh... <laughs> All right. So I'm going to pick the Chargers. I'm, I'm going to give you reasons why you should probably pick the, the Chargers. Uh, for one, uh, there's no Julio Jones. Uh, for okay. two, the Falcons are a bad football team and a bad defense. They they are terrible. That I mean, we, we saw offers of exposure from them a couple of weeks ago against the Raiders. I get that. They're still a bad team. This this hmm. team is, this team is trash. I don't I don't know how Matt Ryan is going to be traveling all the way to the coast there. But I feel like personally, I feel like Justin Herbert is more of a competitive guy than Matt Ryan because I I feel like he don't want to get smacked up forty five nothing again. That 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 was daunting, and I feel like you know Anthony Lynn here got got some motivation. He he, he probably trying to win out, so he can probably try to retain his job here. So yeah, there's mm-hmm. motivation there, at least with the Falcons' sake. You know they already got rid of their coach midway in the season, so it's just like they playing with house money right now. So uh, right, Chargers just because a little bit more motivation this week. Mm. Yeah. Mm. All right. I, I I feel you, bro. Um. <laughs> The Washington football team and the 49ers, uh, both five and seven. Interesting, very interesting game. Um, I got to go with the football team, even though I think the Niners are a very good football team as well. They've just been 
battered by injuries. They are going to be at home. Man, this is another well, low-key good football game, Jamar. It is. It, it is, man. And, and I guess technically home for them is Arizona, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, just quickly, I'm going to go with the football team, man. I like the momentum. I like how they're trending. Yeah. It's a tough uh, pick, though. And, and this will be Alex Smith playing his former team again, by the way. This is it's tough. There's no Antonio Gibson this week, but J.D. McKissick can't get it done. He sure can. Uh, Terry McLaurin will be matched up against Richard Sherman. He's back. This is tough. I'm taking a football team. Richard, right, Richard Sherman is grown-up, though, and he has rumors that he won't be in San Francisco next year because of his contract situation. Hey, that's that's fine. They they the window was uh, sh- uh, open and closed in one season last year. That that was it. Um, yeah, yeah I, I got the football team. They're they're playing good football. They're they're yeah, they are. they're. I don't know. They they're responding to Alex Smith. They're responding to the Ron Rivera. They 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 just they they look solid, man. No no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saints and Eagles. I uh, got Saints. Uh, I've seen a reason to pick the Eagles. Jalen Hurts' first start. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he plays. A lot of eyes will be on this game. Um, a lot of people have been waiting for him to, go to come to the NFL. And so this will be very interesting to see how this kid plays. But I think he's going to get mauled by this aggressive same defense. You're talking about top defenses in the NFL. You got to put the Colts. You got to put the Bills. You got to put the Saints. Um, you got to put, you know, teams that we just mentioned, like the Rams. Um, these are all great defenses, and the Saints are one of them. They are one of them. And so um, I think this Saints defense will maul this kid. It will be a tough day for Jalen Hurts, I feel like. Um, and they're already a bad football team to begin with. So um, I like the Saints on the road. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking the Saints, but – I think Jalen Hurts will have this team playing a lot better. I just know, I mean, first start against the Saints, you know, that's that's rough. But Definitely. I I just hope for the Saints' sake that they don't, like, overlook this game or take it for granted because I feel like Jalen Hurts can be more dangerous than what Carson Wentz that we saw this year. So just keep that in mind. Right. I was one of the ones who wait for Jalen Hurts to come out. I love the fact that he transferred to Oklahoma and was putting on the show. Mm-hmm. After Saban benched him for Tua, I I love it. He 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 has a competitive spirit in him. I, I, I can't wait to see it. Yep, be very very motivated to uh, play some really good football. Yes, I I I, I can attune to that definitely. Two big ones coming up, man. Uh, the Steelers and the Bills. Uh, tomorrow night in Buffalo. Well, yeah, yep. Tomorrow night in Buffalo. Um, interesting, man. Um. I'm going to have to go with – Bills are at home. They are playing better football. I'm going to go with the Bills. And I I want to go with the Steelers because I think the Steelers are a really great football team. Um, they just – they don't appear to be trending in the right direction. So it's sort of like what have you done for me lately around this time of year for me in football. Right. I've been watching it my whole life. Like, it's a what have you done for me lately type of league when you get in December. 
and um, teams are injured, teams are beat up, they're, you know, ready for the seasons to come to an end, et cetera. They, you know, ready to, you know, but then you got teams that's fighting for their playoff position and stuff. Um, and these two teams are, the Bills are trying to hold off the Dolphins and they still feel like if they win this game, then they could potentially get a second seed or something. Um, I think the Bills at home is the difference here, bro. So I, I like the Bills at home. Like, it is. I feel like Steelers are an overall better team, but to your mention, how, like, what are you doing for me lately type thing, they're not playing like a better team. That is tough, man. This is pro- this is the toughest game I think it might have to pick this week. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards Bill Mafia here. I just the only thing, the only question I have with them is, how is Josh Allen going to do on prime time? Because I don't think I really ever seen him playing prime time football. So that's that's my last week. What what's what day was that Monday? Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah, it was actually um a Monday game. Monday night last week. Oh, they was oh they was playing uh what's it called? Arizona, right? Um no, it was um, the uh, Niners. Cart- Niners. No, yeah, it was the Niners, yeah. Niners. Uh, no, it was yeah. the NFC West thing was the Niners, yeah. yeah. Niners, yeah. But I feel like this is a tougher opponent on the prime time. I I'm picking Bills. I'm I'm picking the Bills, but this is I can't wait to watch that game. I really can't. Right. Very interesting game, man, for sure. And to conclude, what a Dominique Foxworth was getting into it with guys, uh, you know, about this game because they all really like the Browns. Um, <laughs> but he's saying not to sleep on the Ravens, and I've been saying don't sleep on the Ravens. Um, I think Jamar, I think Lamar Jackson, man, is, he, 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 he waits for games like this. And this will be a primetime game in Cleveland, finally, right? Monday Thank night, winning record. They got something to play for. Um, yeah, you know, they online fan base will be routed in Cleveland. Okay? But Lamar Jackson, man, I, I think a lot of people forget about his greatness. I really do. And I think Monday night they're going to come out and remind people. I really do. I like the Ravens to go in and pull an upset here and begin to – that trend that I've been saying towards being that dangerous team, it starts right here. I got the Ravens. Mm. All right. So these teams, these two teams played week one. The Ravens smacked them. Yeah. 38 to six. 38 to six. Mm-hmm. It'd be funny if this came full circle. Full circle around based off of how the Browns are playing now. That that'd be funny. That'd be hilarious. Mm. I can and, see. And, and what dent would that put in the Ravens playoff hopes? Man, that just like the same one with the Raiders, they lose that game. Mm-hmm. It'll put a it'll put a dagger far up their back because they can't catch they can't catch Pittsburgh. So mm-hmm. you got to catch one of those other teams that's playing really well. Right. So and, and the Browns, they win this, then they'd be closer to Pittsburgh for the division. Yeah. Yeah, especially if the Steelers mess around and lose again. Man. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So yep. <laughs> with all that being I, I'm I'm taking 
the dog pound. I'm taking the dog pound. Mm-hmm. And, and it's nothing against the, the Ravens because I, I do like them. I just know what I've seen lately out the Browns just on both sides of the ball. I, I, I like it that right. they, they can run the ball, and I feel like they're going to run the ball a lot more effectively this time around. Baker Mayfield's not put in positions to just, you know, to, to you know, throw for like uh, 300 plus yards every game. Even though last week he, he balled out, but he don't have to do that. They, they turned him into the ultimate game manager. He, he's trying to turn into Alex Smith here. Um, the one-two punch, the wide receivers responding. It's clicking, man. It is clicking in the dog pound. Dude, if they win this game, do you know what what that would like say across that the whole division, and mm-hmm. let alone the AOC West and I mean the, the AOC in general? Like they could punch a ticket into the playoffs possibly with this win. So I got right. Cleveland. Yeah, um, AFC North man is competitive division, um, right, and man. I think yeah. it'll be that way going yep. forward, man. It'll be that way going forward. Like um, the Ravens, um, Browns, both great running teams they run that football they run that rock and so um that's you know uh the biggest highlight for me that i want to see is who can run the ball more effectively that will likely be the winner of this game so um yeah very interesting game man look out for miles garrett he's going to be all eyes on um lamar jackson but then again the ravens defense man they want to try to get baker to you know be baker make him throw that ball and if he has to throw that ball, Ravens got a chance to, you know, get a few turnovers. And that could be the difference in that game. So um, we will see. Um, very, very interesting stuff, man. And so, uh, World, that concludes our sports analysis uh, this morning for the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. We thank you all for tuning in. Um, Jamar, bro, before we uh, get out of here, <clears throat> any final thoughts before we uh, head out? All right, so... So, yeah, I got, uh, you know, uh, two things. One, uh, I'm going I'm to give a backhanded compliment. Compliment, Shout out to uh, to the Big Ten and COVID here, you know, for mm-hmm. canceling the, the Michigan-Ohio State game. I, I get it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the Big Ten in general, like, you know, for, you know, putting in these, 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 these rules in place. So you got to, you know, play six games in order to be bow eligible and this, this, and that, and, that. and so right. Ohio State sitting here. So five Ohio up. State, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, at the last <laughs> second, like, oh, okay, no, you know what, know what? We, 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 we're going to take that rule away. Like, you know what, Big Ten, you go kick rocks. Y'all, y'all, y'all. They sure did. I was sitting there looking like, are they really doing this? <laughs> they just making it up as they go, man. It's, it's, I'm telling you. Like, y'all. Y'all, y'all suck, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that was probably the biggest football game that was supposed to happen. That's not happening, um, right? And then the other thing is, you know, it's the holiday season, y'all. You know, you know, and enjoy, be be with your loved ones, especially with this year, as you stated. Uh, I definitely appreciate your status yesterday as well, sir. Um, yeah. yeah, man, just you know, be be safe. Try to try to get through the rest of this year. We only got to literally like couple weeks left here so you know enjoy true true yeah um yeah bro you know like want to just uh give a shout out to everybody that tuned in our brother Deshaun and you know various individuals uh that commented and you know gave us a lot of great commentary like Dominique and 
you know, Cherry and all you great folks. So thank you all for tuning in. Um, want to just remind folks to be safe out here. Um, 31,000 deaths last Friday, which the most deaths in a single day um, during this virus. So it is ramping up still, it's still out there. Um, and, you know, during this time of the year, it can ramp up more because more people are inside. So you don't have much social distancing as you would, you know, let's say in the summertime. So um, got to be very careful. Wear your mask, wash your hands. Um, be a blessing to somebody during this season. Um, folks need it, especially during this pandemic. Ask yourself, uh, what can I do to be a blessing to somebody else other than myself? And what can I do to help ease the burden and pain of someone, for instance, that has lost a loved one during this time frame? Um, that has, you know, have someone that's been affected or sick during this time frame um, from this great, great epidemic that's been going on. So um, everyone, thank you all for tuning in. Stay safe, be blessed. Um, keep God first and everything else will take care of itself. Uh, peace out, everyone. We thank you all for tuning in. Peace. Deuces.